Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We have hit 2018 playoffs. It's been a long wait. But we're finally here. We got the last 16 teams going. Uh, a full slate last night. Plenty to talk about. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, PJ. Hey, man. Hey, the playoffs, brother. Baby. We're in the hey, playoffs. Hey, brother. So I can now that- stop pretending like I was really, really interested in the last month of the regular season. So uh, I had not heard of this yodeling human that a kid apparently in Walmart kid for, that was in Walmart. Yeah, you tell the you tell the story because I don't know where. How did you even find this song? Uh, I go on to Twitter.com and on the internet and YouTube.com and I guess I'm one, I'm one with the internet people. I asked, so we're recording this on a Monday night, folks. Hello, and welcome. Hello, friends. Did you say a Monday night? Oh, it's not Monday. It's Thursday. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. <laughs> okay. We are I was not trying to recording this on a I was trying to give you credit. Dude. We are not recording this it on a Monday It kind of feels night. like we record often on a Monday. Yeah, Monday has has become less frequently as of late, but... Yeah, it's a nice two. day to record. Yeah, we got a Thursday streak going right now. Uh, it's Thursday night. I'm not drunk. I swear I'm sober as can be. Um, I've only been drinking water. Ultra's the one drinking all the beer on the other end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Ultra, I asked him about if I could play that at the beginning of the pod, and he said, what are you talking about? So then I had to explain it to him. He still hasn't seen the video. I think he's going to watch it after. But yeah, if you haven't seen the yodeling Walmart kid, just stop the pod right now, Google it, um, and then know that you can message Ultra and he will hug you and say, it's okay, I also don't use the internet. Yeah, I, I apparently am, am a little behind on things, but nonetheless, it's, I'm glad you, have a I'm podcast. Glad you played it. You have a podcast that's on the internet, but yet you don't use the internet. PJ, I just I, got other stuff going on, it's uh, not... Speaking of speaking of internet things, so I kind of think so. I mean, we didn't get if we had done this on a Monday, we'd have been able to do a Masters recap. Um, I did want to tell you though. I kind of think your uh, Patrick Reed kind of looks like your brother. <laughs> oh, interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. He has a wider face than my brother. Yeah, but his, the overall build is very similar i don't know if patrick reed is this tall he seems like he's no he's not height right he's not tall but like he looks kind of like just a couple like they made him look taller i don't think he's yeah yeah my brother's like six six three two yeah. sixty and patrick reed's probably five eleven to thirty i would guess but the reason i i did bring this up in part because i said it when i was watching the masters to the group of uh shared associates that we have and i went on your facebook thing i could find like a picture you have like nothing on your facebook no no the, they I, got I, none of your data you got I, so little data shared by i hide my cambridge. I hide my stuff on there uh not a big not not a big social media guy you know this yeah per the not know yelling knowing about the yodeling kid yeah i'm i'm really behind i mean really I use the the point forward Twitter account to make my way around, but to contact customer service. 
<laughs> one time. Uh, for now. <laughs> hey, As of today. Cut, Airbnb customer service is tough to get a hold of. Yeah, so is Uber. Way. Is I was one. harassing <laughs> I was harassing Uber's customer service on Sunday night to get my phone back that I left. Yeah, in turn, Uber. turns out Airbnb has some sketchy stuff going on, and they purposely want to make it difficult for you to reach out to them. And uh, if you have a Twitter account, you gotta which, you, you just you gotta, gotta use your that password to, to the best of it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well. Don't even get me started on it. Anyway. Uh, All I got to say to close this topic is, if you don't know by now, if you haven't picked up yet, it's just a f- simple fact. Kids doing funny things on the internet, I eat up. Mainly it's singing and dancing. I will, I'm will. i a sucker for a good kid dancing uh, video and now, you know, kids yodeling and stuff. But So I'm going to have to flood Ultra's... Uh, a little text chat with a bunch of tweets that he needs to follow or not follow look at involving the yodeling kid now that he's aware and if you need them let me know okay let's talk about enough foreplay and really leading into the playoffs let's talk about the games last night most of them having very little impact as far as the seedings go but there were two or three games in particular uh there was a chance that the sixers and Cavs could have flip-flopped depending on if the sixers uh winning streak got broken by the bucks which was turned out not to be even in the slightest bit in jeopardy no they seemed uh, to end pretty quick after the first then, quarter and the Cavs didn't exactly put up the the biggest effort in the world either the fight of their life but hey, Marco so, Fultz got a triple double. Yes, he did. The youngest player in NBA history to, to have a triple double. Which, you know, I was thinking last night, like that guy is definitely, you know, I don't see him having much of an impact in the playoffs. And we talked about that a few weeks ago when he made his debut. 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 But debut. But pretty cool story for like he's clearly still dealing with the issues with the shoulder. He's not a hundred percent. He's still not like fully back to just playing loose and not having to actually worry about a shot um but that's kind of a silver lining for the season it's like hey you've done some Jeez. something literally no one else has done well i'm also waiting into like him for some reason like the sixers get in fall trouble and he has to play in some clutch minutes at one point during these playoffs and like there's just some ugly play and there's a loose ball and he somehow ends up like a game winning or like go ahead bucket or something like <laughs> he ends up like shooting a game winning shot or oh i mean it's definitely in the cards like i i, I like tj mcconnell can do some stuff and he's really good defensively he's not really gonna hurt you oh but yeah Mar- i mean markel's gonna get some you know he's gonna get a couple get, minutes get, here get. and there me, so I mean, think? is he? I don't know. I don't I'd really like to, know how I'd, I'd play like to, that. I'd like to think so. Okay. I yeah, I don't know <laughs> how I right. play that. Yeah, I don't know, but I I really don't know either. The Sixers, the Sixers are an interesting team. Their roster, as far as you know, when Embiid is back, that's going to kind of change the rotations up quite a bit. But like Saric and Ilyasova. And what they do are kind of similar, uh, while Saric is a much better basketball player. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Robert Covington 
is you know he can really play the three or the four, but he can with really those, playing all, yeah, he can really cut, you can kind of stick him anywhere. And then JJ Redick has been unbelievable for them. Um, he's over the last couple weeks, and then Ben Simmons is just you know. Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons. Ben Simmons. He, He's like, pretty good I, at basketball. Yeah, I mean, uh, unbelievable. But anyway, the the big games from last night were really uh, the Jazz Blazers and then the My Timber Pups taking down the Nuggets last night, which uh, your you know, Timber Pups is a bummer uh, that the Nuggets weren't able to make it this season. With uh, I mean. You, you, you got to assume that they're getting a, one of these playoff spots if Paul Millsap stays healthy. Uh, a lot of ifs in the Western and Conference the this year. T-Wolves probably wouldn't have been fighting for the last playoff spot if Jimmy Butler didn't get hurt. So Exactly. Uh, so, you, you, you know, things could have definitely ended up a lot differently in the Western Conference, but the way things stack now, you have Rockets, T-Wolves, 1-8, Thunder, Jazz, 4-5, Blazers, Pelicans, 3-6, Warriors, Spurs, 2-7. And, and then the Eastern Conference, we got Raptors, Wiz, Cavs, Pacers, Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Bucks. Uh, and I was telling you last night, I cannot believe how difficult of a road the Raptors have to, to making a finals round. I mean, so I think we're going to hit on our predictions. I mean, I'd like to get your thoughts on who you think is going to win each series, but, like, there's a chance the Wizards upset the Raptors. I mean, they ain't going to be easy. And you know what? I think it should be this way. For all, all these people who kept telling, who keep saying that this is a different Raptors team, well... Based on all the playoffs have now Let's been laid out for them, we will for sure know if this is a different Raptors team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a tough matchup for them. I think John Wall, like, they missed John Wall for eight weeks and then playing on, you know, missing every back to back in the last couple weeks that he returned. So him playing every game in a series kind of changes things from them. I think they have a, a big advantage at the at the point guard position. Kyle Lowry is no slouch. I'm not saying that he's, uh, you know, past his prime or anything, but I just don't put him in the same class as John Wall. So that'll be an interesting matchup to see. And then, uh, you know, how the Raptors are, what are the Raptors going to do with their bench? Like, I, I mean, their bench is going to be interesting to see. Mm, their bench is way better than the Raptors. I like, <clears throat> as much as I do like shitting on the Raptors, like, I don't want to pretend like they don't have an awesome bench. Like, that is their no, they best do. strength. They, they definitely have a, so really that's good where bench. they could beat the, that's where their, their advantage is over the Wizards and most of these Eastern Conference teams is that they can, consistently maintain a lead and they're not really there isn't much of a drop off with their second unit so and that's why they have the best record in the east but Mm -hmm. yeah you can't i don't also don't know if you can go as deep necessarily if you'll you'll see them go with like a 10 11 guy rotation like they've had at points this during the regular season in the playoffs but yeah, how they've managed that bench and how they've they've created that for this year at least has been a large part why maybe yeah Dwayne Casey ends up getting coach of the year and yeah why they've had such a successful regular season this year. So what's your prediction for that series? Uh, I think the Raptors would win, but I 
see. I, I'm thinking it's it's not going to be a quick. By no means going to be a quick series. So I mean, I'd probably say there you go six games. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Raptors in seven. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. It could be six. I would be shocked. I would actually be shocked, and I would be making a lot of fun of the Raptors if they actually go seven games, like <laughs> to the Wizards. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I really think that that's a tough look. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not a a real great way. Like, if you're the Raptors and with all your past playoff, you know, it's just that fan. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're gonna really invigor like a bun- like a lot of energy and excitement around if you have to gnaw and claw your way through seven games with the Wizards, and then you look at what's ahead for them after that. Yeah, it's Which just when I LeBron when I look James. at these teams, like I think the, I think that a lot at a lot of positions, it's it's pretty. It's the teams are very comparable. Like I think the one position is like a small forward. You have Otto Porter versus OG and Anobi, and Otto Porter is a is a better player on both ends of the floor right now. Like, and that's no shot at OG and Anobi. I think he had a really good rookie year. I think he he has definitely struggled from the three point line over the last couple weeks, which is going to hurt that team. I think a little bit in the playoffs, unless he can turn that around. Uh, DeRozan's going to obviously be a plus. Like you know, Bradley Beal and DeRozan. I'm probably saying DeRozan's probably a little bit better. He probably has the edge of that position, but like Bradley Beal is on any given night could outplay DeRozan. I, I wouldn't really go position by position. I mean, like, if, I, I would say that, yeah, you, you, I think you can make a legitimate argument that, yeah, the starting I guess five my point is, I, I just think they, better, they, match, they match up really well with them, and they're going to yeah, play their they starters do. Oh, 30, they definitely 40 do. minutes a game. Yeah, it's going to be Lowry and DeRozan versus Bradley Beal and John Wall for the most part. But, I mean, yeah, they play kind of a comparable style. I. I mean, I don't really. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think just the the few lineup advantages that I think you were kind of getting to. Like, I mean, if the Wizards went small, I mean, necessarily, you know, what does that? Because I don't know. Because I mean, if you put Porter, Ubre, Beal, and Wall, and then Gortat, do you still play Valanciunas and Baca? Um, OG, you know that that the, like how does that kind of I think that forward matchup wise, like how they use Valanciunas and Imbaka starts to become a little interesting. But I think I just think play, once you get to the, I think they'll play Morris at the five a lot this series, and they'll have Ubre oh, playing. I forgot good. about Mister Morris. <laughs> yeah, I think Morris will play a lot. I think Ubre will Sorry, probably get you know twenty twenty five minutes a game. I mean, they're but yeah. I mean, I w- I would agree with because other than him, they don't really have much of a bench. Yeah. I think Sadoransky is proven to like get some minutes. Uh, yeah, but they've got Ubre and Sadoransky. Yeah, I kind of just blanked on the Markeith Morris portion of of the of roster. the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that that's partly because yeah. I mean, I was my point with some of that was going to be I just didn't really like Gortat versus the Valanciunas piece. I think Valanciunas could be big for the Raptors on their end of end of things and 
Yeah, I just think that bench, I think you're going to see a real thin bench, plus I'm almost guaranteeing Scott Brooks does some dumbassery moves and, and coaches that team out of the any chance at a Game 7 situation. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely possible. Uh, let, let's move on to the Cavs. Uh, Cavs versus Pacers at the 4-5 matchup. Yeah, so I'm really looking probably... forward to the Cavs beating the Raptors in the semifinals. <laughs> yeah, so the only question is like how, how like how competitive is the series? I think the yeah. Pacers do win a game. Yeah, uh, they maybe go five. I don't, but I, I think Pacers in five is pretty realistic. I mean, the I Pacers mean, the Pacers outplayed the Cavs in the regular season this year, but they okay. I don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so Good this luck. is the this is the pivotal point in just where it's come to as a LeBron James fanboy is this essentially the the peak of like all the dumb shit that gets said about him like throughout the regular season you just blow off and you say the default company line is wait till the playoffs and you know until that fails I'm gonna keep with the company line of well just see what he does in the playoffs and. Until I'm given a reason to doubt that, kind of like the opposite end of with the Raptors, until I actually see them do it, I'm not going to pretend or try to be on the cutting edge or put anything towards that, that claim. It's like, as long as LeBron James is still playing to this point, I'm banking on LeBron James doing the same LeBron James things he's done. Hashtag year 15. What'd you think of Tristan Thompson getting a uh, reported by TMZ this week that he cheated on Chloe? Well, I mean the video. The video speaks for the video. Did Chloe had her baby today? Oh no, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. You see, Alter really isn't on the internet, folks. Congratulations, Tristan. Yeah, I'm a little behind today. Uh, uh, next next game is Sixers Heat, which. I don't know. Like, I I'm not saying that. I think the like the Sixers are going in with I think a 16 game win streak, longest be, longest in franchise history. Uh, the Heat are a tough defensive team. Yeah, they're really deep, just like the Sixers are. They definitely don't have the star power the Sixers do. They really don't have an answer to Ben Simmons, which I think ultimately um, is going to play a factor in this series. But like James Johnson's a pretty good matchup against Ben. So I, I I could see him guarding a lot, guarding him a lot in this series, um, but ultimately, like if I mean if I had to throw it out there, I'd probably say the Sixers are going to win in six. But what do you mm. think? I think the Heat are going to win a few. I think the Heat will win some games. Hassan yeah. Whiteside has historically played really tough against Embiid, and Embiid's so, going to be. We don't know mm. if Embiid's going to be back for Game One. I'm so excited for the Embiid versus Hassan Whiteside shade that just goes oh, back and forth. It is going to be so good. But so what's interesting is that I think this might be a your first truly hot take, but I think this could be the best coaching matchup we'll see. Everyone loves to talk about coaching matchups of uh, the first round, at least. Um, ver- as far as like. W- how well both of these coaches have their teams playing at this current moment and as far as this being Brett Brown's first playoff experience interesting versus Mr. Spolstra who kind of a pretty decorated coach um and then yeah you have the the talent versus the you know just I think a, a 
really solid team um, overall and balanced team in the in the heat. But dude, I think this goes seven. Uh, oh wow! I really yeah. I, I'm being, I'm factoring that in for the two reasons of yeah. We don't know if Embiid's gonna play in game one, and I don't I think if he doesn't. I could really see the Heat win that first game, and then it turns into yeah. I mean, if if Embiid does come back, and then it, maybe the story's a little bit different because he's gonna be talking spicy about Hassan, and he's gonna want to back that up. But I think the I think the Sixers win in seven. But I do I I think it's gonna be a bit more of a dogfight and. I, I could see them in the first like three games of the series. Like if the Sixers were down two one, I wouldn't be shocked. But I also still think they they just they collectively can respond in those moments, and that's what you have to see. But I would bank just on how this team has operated, and they do have a nice mix of some veterans on there that like they can come respond to that, and then it's. Then you do have real conversations about them ascending and, and that being like kind of a, a moment for them. But you know, this is a young team; it's their first playoff. So I mean, granted, they've had a lot of success this regular season and didn't really surpass my expectations. I kind of thought that they would be around this spot for this year, um, at least regular season wise. But now it's the the playoff, and that's the the growth portion of this team still has to make. So there's. It's a little different. I mean, and the Heat have enough guys on that team that have played in some big playoff series. So, yeah, the the Heat, dude, the Heat are so interesting because they have so many guys that I really like. Like, I I've come around on Kelly Olynyk this year. Like, it seems like whenever I see that guy playing, he seems to be like he seems to be like I. I would be really interested to know his plus minus over the course of the year because it just seems like every minute that he gets, the Heat are either extending their lead or cutting down a lead if they're behind. Um, so I think that he's been really good for them, which I wasn't a huge fan of the contract he signed with them in the first place, so that was somewhat surprising. Uh, Goran Dragic is, is kind of hit or miss. Hassan Whiteside has been kind of an interesting case because you know, I think earlier a week week and a half ago or so I, I don't remember after what game but he was complaining about the minutes he was getting and uh so it'll be interesting to see how much he's playing in the playoffs because bam has been great for them like they he's been unbelievable like he, he'll be a lot of people are saying that are contemplating speculating whether or not they're going to deal white side or try to deal white side this offseason because it's like if you can put Bam in the starting lineup, are you really missing that much from Whiteside? Dude, Kelly um, Olynyk. I didn't really. After you saying that, I was looking up his his ish his stuff. Two point two value over replacement. Yeah, I mean this is definitely like his best professional season. He's been he comes off the bench and almost like on any given night can put up like twenty and ten for them. He's this he's good. Like highest usage in his career. This yeah, they've they've just been weirdly weirdly a, a league pass team that I've watched quite a bit, uh, and it might have something to do with that. I had some had some fantasy guys on that squad this year, oh, but I only, not, every Heat game I watched was because I was betting on them. They were one of my favorite teams to 
bet on. They hey, were always team. good to beat the spread. So thank you, Miami Heat. I do hope so you, you push it to seven games. So you think it goes seven, but you think the Sixers take it? Yeah, I just I think if they get to a seventh game in Philadelphia, I think just and things have been coming up Philadelphia's way lately. Um, <laughs> this I think that town would be just going to be so hyped behind it, like that energy. I think they will have like a nice home court advantage feeling. Um, it just kind of yeah with the Embiid coming back and just how because dude I mean guys have issues with those masks like I mean. He put on that funny tweet last night about it. Yeah. Um, God bless that American treasure that we have. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, actually playing it, like, guys have problems with it. And, like, you've seen between Kyrie, LeBron. Um, who else just recently had a mask in the last couple of years, I'm blanking on someone. Oh, Russ. Well, I think Russ was probably the best guy, like performed the best with it of them. But like Kyrie's taking it off, like LeBron's state, like guys mid game will just like get annoyed with it and just can't work with it. So right, we'll see what that means for Joel. So I um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty hyped for all the extracurriculars around it all because he is. He's gonna it's the stuff that's gonna happen around him and Hassan and just him playoff just like trolling the NBA in general is is something I've been waiting all my life for. <laughs> oh ultra. It's uh it's gonna be fun. I, I if nothing else, like I mean some people, uh Philly fans in particular are saying that the, they could easily make a run at the Eastern Conference Finals, try to make a finals push. We'll see. I uh, personally, se- well, I can say it after the next series, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to be the Heat. Um, I could see them even potentially getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I, I this, this season is going to be a great opportunity for their young guys to get some playoff experience and it's going to pay you know pay off dividends in the long run but we'll see we'll see how far they can get um and then the final matchup in the eastern conference is bucks versus celtics which you were adamant about the bucks getting the seventh seed and they did they listened we we had a few meetings last couple weeks and that's why they got blown out by so much obviously by the sixers it was all a part all part of the plan Yep. Um, yeah. No, it wasn't. But <laughs> yeah, this is the best matchup for them, and like just how the Eastern Conference seeding everything worked out exactly how I wanted it to because this sets up for PJ's wet basketball dream of LeBron versus either Giannis or Joel Embiid in the playoff and the Eastern Conference Finals. So and you. Do you think the Bucks have a have a decent shot at pulling the upset here? Oh, ultra yes, I do believe so. I um, I'm just not sure what. No, granted, the Bucks just can't freaking rebound. That's still being an issue. Um, something that's bothering the hell out of me. But at the same time, like they've Brogdon's come back. Like there's they've got all their pieces back now like they're healthy the Boston Celtics are the exact opposite of that um, 
And as good as I think Jason Tatum's been in my making a case for him for outside rookie of the year candidate, I do not see how and and how Milwaukee's played Boston with Kyrie um, and just how they match up. Like I'm not sure who's going to be able to go up against Giannis for a seven game series, and a lot of it is going to factor into how they shoot and. Um, I, Chris Middleton is going to be a real big piece to this series too. I, I think of the guys on the Bucks like, and it's kind of been my argument for most of the season is like, as based on the game Chris Middleton is having, is really setting up everything else. Giannis will get his points. He will have thirty points before we know. You know, it's might not be the most efficient, and it's. For me, they just need to find ways to get him easy looks so he is not working crazy hard every game in a series. Um, And if they're able to do any of that, I think they'll have a shot. But defensively, they've been better, but they still have some real issues there. And yeah, I guess not a a very well coached team. Rebounding wise, I mean, they're, I mean, they've been. They've looked more like an adequate basketball team offensively since they fired Jay Kidd. But, yeah, like some of the problems that they've had just haven't gone away um, despite the change. And I just, yeah, the end of their season, they didn't really, I, I can understand why people would say like they didn't really invoke a lot of confidence towards the end, but they've been bringing guys back like people are uh, i mean so they really haven't had a set lineup with the whole group back so i think you hope they can figure that out fairly quickly um and i think it's it really comes down to yeah what they do at that center position between john henson tyler and uh tyler zeller and thon like who's playing and, and they just need some rim protection. I'm really hoping though if they do at some point say F it and put Giannis at five and just run with like at a certain point, like it just you need something there. I mean I don't know what your best lineup you're rolling out if you're the if you're the Bucks in the playoffs. Like it'd be Bledsoe, it'd be Bledsoe Brogdon, Middleton, Jabari, Giannis. But is Brogdon at the point that you can really start him and play in big minutes? He just came back. Yeah, I mean, like, the I, I, I agree. I agree. So put, I agree with you. Put Tony if, Snow if in there, and then Tony Snow, please hit like two, hit an open three pointer. He's. Do you play Tony really... Snell at the two? No, I put. No, I'd put Middleton at the two. Okay, Middleton at the two, Snell at the three, Jabari at the four, and Giannis at the five. I would close out. I mean, if 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 I'm doing anything, I'm closing out with Brogdon in there over Tony Snell. I agree. Yeah, and maybe by the middle of the series too, um, assuming the Bucks can steal a few games here, or you know, maybe you think they're going to win it. Maybe he's at the point that he's win. playing. He's playing mid thirties, and he can start. I'm just I saying, mean, like, I'd be surprised if he's starting and playing forty minutes start of the season. No, he's not. No, he's not going to play four. But no, if he could play thirty, I need thirty yeah. from him probably by the. Yep. But I mean, 
I really just need between that fifth spot, I need between Shabazz, Tony Snell, and Malcolm Brogdon, whoever's going to be able to make an open jump shot. I need that. I need that to be which the, Malcolm, the piece Malcolm's there. the guy you want. Well, right. That's why I'm putting, because just off history, defender. but... Sure. Yeah, he's the most ideal person in that situation, but, I mean, maybe it's going to be Jason so you, Terry. Like, I don't know. Like, so I don't think last, so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Last last year, I picked, and you might have agreed with me. I don't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I I picked the Bucks over the Raptors. I did too. I that thought I said ha- six, and I think you that said did not, seven. I I said six or seven. Uh, do you think they pull up the upset upset this year? Because I yes I I don't yes I don't see it. Bucks and six. Bucks and six. I'm going to say Celtics and six. Great. We will discuss wagering after the pod. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. All right. Western Conference. Um, Watch too many know, look, Bucks games for them to let me down at this point. Western Conference. Rockets, Wolves, 1-8 matchup. This, this really bummed me out because I had about five minutes of enjoying the Wolves victory last night and then... I had to remember that they're playing the Rockets in the first round and that they haven't won a game against the Rockets this year and they haven't really been that competitive. And they're also the team that Jimmy tore his meniscus against. Don't have a good feeling about this one. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be pretty tough for the Wolves to do a t- <laughs> Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I mean, we've talked... I mean, I guess we've talked... I'm like get the point i mean yeah we've talked about it more like this is a nightmare this air. is a nightmare this is a nightmare matchup. yeah off air we've talked about how like brutal it is and how like bad of a matchup for the timberwolves or the rockets are for the timberwolves i mean the only chance they really have is yeah they're able to play some brilliant defense and huh. frankly i think their best bet would be uh, andrew wiggins goes off like you get your consistent from cat um the fact that Jimmy. clint capella is I mean, Clint Capel is good, right? He just sat. They just sat him just to be safe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Clint's gonna play. He's fine. I mean, yeah. The Rockets just have such a. I mean, just the the depth of the T Wolves against the Rockets is alone brutal. Um, but just style of play, everything. I mean, you would really need, I think, Cat and Wiggins to be like truly great for them to win this series well not to mention they're they're gonna have to run into some luck because a lot of what you get with the rockets is if if they shoot they shoot 40 percent from three you're probably gonna lose just because they're shooting you know over half their shots from there and they have probably the mvp of the league and they also have chris paul yeah Uh, see if i knew it's tough if I knew I could trust Jeff Teague to take go head to head with Chris Paul, I'd feel better. But for the Wolves, to be honest, but he definitely can't. So well, the only reason I, he the only way he can is if you let him shoot like ten times to begin the game, and like that hasn't really worked out for anyone. So yeah, that part sucks. Because yeah, if I had a, this is where my friend, if you had Kyle Lowry, I think things would have been different. Yeah, it would have been it would have been nice to pony up another three million dollars a year and get Kyle Lowry, but 
Or maybe you just needed Rubio to stay. I can't believe I'm thinking that, but mm, see, I'm you know, th- hey, that's a good transition to the next series. So, well, yeah, before we move on doing. to the Jazz, but what, what is it? So, do you think the Wolves can win a game here? Because I think it's, I think it's four zero. Rockets move on. Yeah, yeah, sad, but hey, I, T Wolves, go get, go get some experience. Remember, come back, remember come back when? Next remember year. last night. Last night was fun. Remember that moment. Yeah. And then, I, hey, we're in the play. When Jimmy, when Jimmy isn't in next, you know, next year, if as long as yeah, you don't have Jimmy miss a long stretch. Yeah, I mean the thing that sucks for them is that they should probably be the three or four seed. Um, with everything, they they probably would be. They would probably be the four, maybe the three seed. Yeah, it was what I just said like if Jimmy doesn't get hurt, yeah, they like they were they were trending upward. They're probably they were at in, they were they were in the three three when he got hurt. Yeah, they're probably at, yeah they're probably I think they would have ended with like fifty three wins if he doesn't get hurt. I don't know if they win six more five six more games, but I think they win. You 50 don't games pretty close. Really? Well, they 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 beat Memphis. They won. They lost a really bad game against Memphis. Yeah. And then they they had some tough losses. Like they lost against you know they had a good w- win against the Warriors at home. They uh, had a tough loss against the Sixers. Maybe they win that one. You know, I maybe think, they pick up. Maybe I they do. pick up a win against the. They played the Jazz. Uh, I think twice and lost both of those. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It would have been close. I I would have guessed they'd win about fifty games. They'd they'd win a couple more mm, games for sure. I do. With all that Warriors stuff that was going down, to I don't know. I dude. I yeah. Anyway, last thing I just want to say about the T Wolves before we go on the next one. Shout out to Jimmy Butler for following in uh, Fred Hoiberg's footsteps and carrying the and bring carrying the leading. We'll say use the word leading. The Timberwolves to the playoffs their first seasons in Minnesota. So I will say the one really positive thing going into this is that Jimmy looks a hundred percent. Like he does he does not look he needs like to make some free throws, but Yeah, he well he started five of five from the line last night and then he he missed two or three free throws down the stretch that really hurt them, but he <laughs> defensively and just like he looks a hundred. He he doesn't look like the oh. knees bothering him, which I, I honestly thought that we were going to see a very diminished version of Jimmy. Nah. Now when the spotlight's on him, baby, Hollywood no. Jimmy. I knew that. Yeah, I said this in the, our group chat that we discussed uh, this. I was like, there is nothing that's stopping Jimmy Jimmy Butler from getting the playoff spotlight. He is. You, I, I'm sorry, Denver. You just didn't. If Denver maybe had gotten that, had a taste of that, they would they would have fought a little harder. But Jimmy wants that, and Jimmy going to get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's talk about Thunder Jazz, man, because this is a very fun matchup. Yeah. Uh, the the Jazz have been surging in the second half of the season. I think the Russell Westbrook versus um, Donovan Donovan Mitchell matchup in this series is really fascinating just because like i don't know i see some similarities in their games too just like especially when sure. they get full speed going towards the basket uh they like they just look really similar to me um but 
ultimately, like, I'm just such – I'm not a Thunder believer in this uh, this season. I think that individually, uh, Steven Adams is a great center. Him and Rudy Gobert, the, those two battling it out, it's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, Paul George on, on the wing should be a definite a- advantage for the Thunder. But um, defensively, like, I don't know yeah. – I don't know what the Thunder are going to do. Like, how many minutes is Melo is Melo going to play? Uh, how are they going to play Rubio on offense? Like, this is where I think maybe Rubio hurts the Jazz because I think if I'm the Thunder, mm. I'm making him, I'm making Ricky Rubio beating me by shooting the ball. Dude, OKC has been really. I, I like. I just have no gauge on them at all at this point. Like I don't know what the fuck they are. I don't think they know what the I mean, fuck they've they been, are. They've been good the last two weeks. Beat the oh. Rockets. Oh, okay. I mean, what were the Rockets really playing? Like, no, they had they were playing. <sighs> yeah, and the, I don't. The Rockets lost two games with Chris Paul, James Harden, and Capella. One of them was against the Thunder. Okay. Okay. Like. Yeah, after so, the I mean, Rockets had locked up the one seed, I get your point. Yeah, but I'm also like the other part of this is like yes, the OKC has put together. We like we've seen them have these flashes where they've played really well. Yeah, they also beat the crap out of the Warriors. You know this like yeah, they can turn it on at points. But I just I'm there's nothing about them that I'm saying and nothing about Billy Donovan either that makes me say like yeah, this team's gonna be able to do something over a streak and, like, over a series against a very well-coached, like, well-run and talented and, like, very good defensive team in Utah. Like, I do think it's going to end up going seven, but I'm I'm going to go with the Jazz just because, which I can't believe I ever would be uttering those words based on our anti-Jazzness a year ago, but Donovan Mitchell's won me over to them. And I mean, yeah. If the the OKC decides to nut up and okay, let's let's play basketball, and we've got three freaking top <laughs> fifty guys, like yes, like okay, great, like be those dudes. But I don't know, like what what their priorities are, like what they're trying to do, because they've just been all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, at no point have they had a stretch this season where I'm like, okay, yes, this is what this team will, would look like in the playoffs. Like, it's it comes and goes, like, back and forth. And, you know, you can make the same argument for what the Cavs have looked like this season as well. Difference is, like, I have a known commodity of here is what LeBron has done, like, once he's gotten to the playoffs. Russ by himself hasn't been that at all well um, he, here i think in my opinion is probably the most discouraging thing out of all this is uh is um you know pg is just not himself shooting wise like he's made comments like he's still like there's something wrong mechanically with the shot uh, yeah. he's still going to give you everything that you need on the defensive end of the floor he's still a playmaker but he is ultimately at his best when he's able to like make threes off the dribble or off ball, getting the ball fed to him from Russ. 
and he's just not quite as reliable right now as he has been in the past and i i don't really i don't really know why it's like kind of a weird thing um but ultimately man like i i think i think mostly because of the of like i think Donovan mitchell's a great player i think he's gonna be what what the jazz choose to do with rubio this offseason will be interesting and like what kind of contract mm-hmm. he gets i think he ultimately comes back to the jazz i really do but i don't know for how much but I think Donovan Mitchell is probably their guy, like really the guy that you want the ball in his hands. And um, so I think I think because of, of Donovan Mitchell's uh, inexperience in the playoffs combined with like Paul George always steps it up in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> Russ has a ton of experience. Uh, I think the Thunder probably win this in seven. I think it's going to be close. I think the Thunder win. Home, I think home court plays plays uh, a factor. So. Ah, fuck that. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really buy that with OKC. Is my, I, just, I, I mean, yeah, in a one game, like I'll give you that if it goes, which I do think it goes to seven as well. But Oklahoma City is just like. They've like every time like I think I've like put any sort of expectations on them, which yeah, I've been doing on and off all year. It's just like every time I think it's there, it's just they they fucking suck. And then you're like, all right, cool, like thank you for nothing and see you later. Like it's have been a very abusive relationship if you can tell by my tone with them this season because I I can came tell very, I mean, both both of us are a little underwhelmed by what they were able to do over the course of the season we thought they were going to win everyone in the NBA we thought they were we thought they were going to be contending for the the two seed in the west and they just couldn't put it together uh and they had every reason to be like and also they they had everything fall their way for the most part like granted the Rockets have been historically amazing but you're telling me they couldn't realistically have challenged the Warriors for the two seed like if this team actually gave a shit or like I mean, I do. I, I do put a, a lot that I just Billy. Don't think, I, I do just put don't a lot that Billy Donovan sucks. I mean, I think Billy Donovan sucks as a coach. So I don't think he can coach for shit in the NBA. But I mean, Roberson getting hurt didn't help them at all. Yes, Melo having a terrible season very didn't help fit. them at all. Well, Patrick Patterson dealing with injuries didn't help them at all. I mean, the Roberson part go, is big. Yeah, it's the, a huge things part. did not things did not go their way this year. But you'd still expect the talent on this roster. You're winning 50 games, even in the West. Um, I am making light of the Robinson part. That really did fuck them. But just because they, you know, they're kind of. If you have him and Stephen Adams, Roberson, and Paul George, those are some really good defensive pieces. But at the same time, like that happened so like not so early in the season, but. They were in it still, like, despite that. And I think it was, like, just with how things fell the last two months, I still do think they could have really made a surge. And, yeah, they could have taken advantage of how the Warriors kind of coaster, put some pressure on them, I think, of any team. And I do still do think, like, if you take their starting five, there's any other starting five in the West. That includes the Warriors, like, now that is with Robertson, but I still think if you put Corey like Corey Brewer, I think can be adequate enough that like that should be competitive. And Corey Brewer has been a good pickup for them. 
He's been yeah, solid. that was very nice for them to have that fall their way. But, uh, I mean, either way, this is going to be a pretty fun series to watch because I think regardless of which way it ends up uh, going, I think that these are two really competitive this, teams. This um, is my this is my NBA Twitter series of the of the first round. It's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, the, uh, another good series too is like Blazers Pelicans three versus six. Like, I think the Blazers are going to win the series, but yeah. Anthony Davis being in there is just it's a wild card. Like the the Blazers don't have anyone that really can create some serious problems for him. Like they have a lot of bigs. I like Nurkic. Nurkic is still going to be a double double machine in this series. But Miritich is playing his best basketball since he's been on the Pelicans over the last week or two. If that guy's putting up 20 and 10 in this series, yeah, God. I mean, unbelievable. So creepy. Uh, so creepy. Uh, you don't need to see sorry, that. Sorry, Miritich. We're not. You know, I'm not sorry. We know we, we know we can't. We know you can't control what you look like without a beard, but maybe just get yeah. the beard. Yeah, you can control it because he can not shave it. That's true. Uh, but. I will slander him for the rest of his life. I think the Blazers end up winning this in five. Whoa! But I think Anthony Davis is a serious problem. And if he... if he Anything's possible with him on the court. But I, I do think the Blazers end up winning it. I mean... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna let you just... Be, I, I mean, I think it's... Anthony Davis, let's make New Orleans great again. I... I think he's good enough to win them at least two playoff games. Uh, I think it, yeah, it really depends on how good Damian and, and CJ are. I mean, they could just realistically, like, they, the Blazers should just shoot them out of the gym. Like, they should just be able to take this team and be good. Like, it should, I think it should go five, but I think Anthony Davis is at least good enough to go. And push it to six, and we'll see <laughs> what happens at that point. But I, I, I'm gonna say Blazers in six. But like, I would not be surprised if, whatever reason, like you see Anthony, like them in this game seven because of him. And then everyone can just sit and cry in the corner of the room, like I would be doing, and being like, "What would this team be like if they had Boogie still?" <laughs> Because uh, I was ready to flame everybody. It would be a problem if Demarcus could have been a part of this like second. Which because it's timing, whatever. But I I don't think this was a result of him not being on the team. I think no, they they collectively came together and figured some stuff out. But I think they would have had. They probably would have won another game or two if they have Boogie. Yeah, but I just think how the the actual level of play they would have had is. I think would have stayed the same. Now, if you say would they have traded for Miritich if Boogie hadn't gone down, I don't. I sure no. hope so. I sure hope so. <laughs> they wouldn't have though. I can almost oh, well. guarantee they would not have. They would not have traded for Miritich. Well, the Bulls fan in me, then I guess that's my. That was my slight small reward then. You know, I don't think it was worth not having Demarcus Cousins for. The half of half a season, probably sure. a full year. 
I don't think a year of losing Boogie would be worth a mid to low round first round pick, but that was the one little olive branch I was extended by the basketball gods. Hey, something went the Bulls away this season at least, but tied for last... sixth. Tied for sixth. Hey, <laughs> sixth worst. I we'll see if Bagley falls that far. I don't know. Well, you see if the ping pong balls. I mean, this draft is in Chicago. Make a lot of sense if the team that's hosting the draft is picking oh, in the top three. We should we should think about going to that. That might be fun. I don't know if I'd want to go to that. Oh, okay. Well, I take that back. It won't be fun. We won't go. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. Ch- I don't know. I don't know. No, don't. Hey, hey. I know how you feel. It's fine. Uh, the last series is Warriors versus Spurs, and I'm very not excited about it. Yep. Even though uh, Steph is, I mean, at least if Steph was playing, we could see some some fun Steph Curry stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't see. I don't see the Spurs winning a game. I'm not sure what's going to happen more during this series. Minutes Kawhi plays versus minutes I watch a game of this series. I think, ah, man. I want to say the first game of the NBA playoffs is is this matchup, too. Shit. Then I definitely am because I'm very excited for the playoffs, people. <laughs> I like. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Maybe I'm containing it, but I literally just today I was looking at all. I'm cannot freaking wait for the playoffs, and I would rather just talk about how excited I am about that than this series because this will be the one blemish of a first round that, in my opinion, is shaping up better than most first because there's always at least two duds. I think this. Golden State San Antonio series should be given the memoriam of what was like a three year stretch where the four five matchup was like the Hawks and the Dwight Howard Wizard or not Wizard, Jesus. The Dwight Howard Magic who they played their entire series on NBA TV, like that's what this one should get. But you usually get like two of those maybe in the first round. Sometimes in a bad year, like three, where it's just like they're not fun, but I'm going to put it on more of the side of the league continuing to get in a better place that this is pretty pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I think the next worst team, next worst first round matchup is probably the Cavs Pacers. But then you look at those might be the two teams that end up in the finals. If we go, we're not going to get that ahead. We'll have that for other pods, but um like yeah, I think there's just like interesting storylines for most of these first round matchups. So enjoy. Yeah, so I was uh, I was right. The first game of the playoffs is Spurs Warriors at two o'clock on Saturday. Fuck. Followed yeah, followed by Wizards Raptors. Sick. Followed by Heat Sixers, Pelican, and then Pelicans Trailblazers the nightcap. So at least we're, you know, looking for prime time Sunday. seven o'clock game. That's Sunday that's gonna be a good day. Celtics, Bucks, Celtics at noon, Pacers, Cavs at two thirty, Jazz, Thunder at five thirty, T Wolves, Rockets at eight. And then wonder if I can Monday. acquire a I could, I probably could borrow a wizard jersey from a associate of mine. I know someone with a um Gilbert Arenas jersey that you might yep. be able to borrow from. Yep. I'm thinking so too. I might need to have some Wizards gear. 
Wizard Girls! Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, Alright, Peach, before we wrap up shop here, what uh, any shout-outs for this week? Well, we would be we wouldn't be the number one underground NBA podcast if we didn't discuss one Andre Ingram and his ability to turn the Lakers into the working man's team. Yeah, so 30, 33 years old? 32, 10 years in the D-League. Um, actually is like the all-time, G, I guess now, G-League three-point shooting percentage leader. Which translated pretty nicely to the NBA. Yeah, the shot, shot kept up. I guess he, like, outshot Jimmer for dad and some stuff. Like, I mean, he's a... Yeah, but just, like, kind of a lifelong dream. Got to carry it out and had himself quite the game. Got the game um, ball, which is really cool. Got what? Luke Walton gave him the game ball after the game. Yeah, someone said there's something like him playing against Luke Walton or something. Like, there's that, something there to... Or, like, they played it with each other. Like, there's something... Like, Luke Walton knew, knew him. And they played yeah, together. I, I, have, I have no idea, but... I, I just mean, heard it was, a snippet, it was cool. But. It was cool, and it was really cool to see, like, other NBA vets, like, giving him a ton of uh, dap. Like, Chris Paul was showing him a ton of love before the like went before he's going to check in and stuff. And, like, I don't know. Like, Did you, you see what he wore before the game? No. It is pretty. Like, he just wore, like, it was just, like, I mean, nothing. But it's, like, literally looked like you or I were to just roll. I mean, I grant, I think if I were to get called, I would. I don't know if I would or not, because I might just like own it. Because he definitely owned it. He looked like he just was wearing like a regular polo, like pant, like looked like how you and I probably dress eight out of ten times. You know, we get up to dress, you know, to go to work. (laughs) You know, like nothing else. Like no one, people probably thought he was just like lost. I mean, it was funny. Yeah, I can't find a picture, but well, shit, Ultra. There you go again. Go get some money, Ingram. Good for you, man. Dude, there's so much fun stuff. There's like a picture of Paul George, LeBron, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Andre. It's like, <laughs> just like Damn. it's like the future. Oh jeez. Uh, oh, I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Dude, I, I mean, yeah, you know, it's just a cool that. like end of season, like one of those few stuff. Because honestly, like I will say, like. Last month, it's been very tough to pretend that, like, I've actually given two shits about some of this because the West was so crazy. It was like, yeah, whoever wins loses all these. Like, I don't know what the fuck it does. Like, nothing was settled. I mean, the East was pretty settled, but it was like, all right, where is everyone going to fall within that group of eight? And it's like, it made it for, like, every game was, like, fun. There was, like, stuff worthwhile, but just, like, big picture and all that. So it's... I think that's also adding the excitement because it's like, oh, all right, now we know like what all these matchups are. We know what's coming. You know what the storylines are and everything there. So like, it makes that part fun. But stuff like this, and I mean, the Andre Ingram thing, and um, I guess should I close out with my Russell Westbrook? You know why he should be MVP again? Oh yeah, I mean he averaged triple. He averaged triple double, folks. He should have it right. God damn. Like, what a Here's year the makes, thing, though, folks. man, is like, hey, you were the advocate for him last year. I know. What a difference a year makes. Yeah, you've really, 
you've really grown wise over the last year. I mean, in the context, I still would have given it to him now. Like that's the only thing. Like, if you put a gun to my head, I still would say he should have won it last year. But I was also in the moment thinking he was going to have a better playoff performance than he did. And I can't really say like what some of James Harden did last year. I really feel like we robbed him from it. I would say though, based on what he's doing and the position his team is in now, mm. he I'm definitely. Not in the sar- what? I'm not getting in this argument again. I just think he's he's clearly like he's going to be above and beyond. Like the it won't be net, but he will be a clear cut um, the MVP this year, right? And yeah, I think last year that was going to be Russ's best chance to win it. And I just want to be able to tell my kids and have them look at me like I'm fucking crazy when I have to tell them that, yes, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook were all in their early 20s. Yes, all won MVPs. Yeah, they were all on the same team and could have continued to be on the same team, and then they just weren't one day. Yeah, Thunder kind of Thunder kind of fucked that one up. Oh, Yeah. Go listen to the uh, Bill the, Simmons podcast if you want to hear why. The uh, I have one shout out, and that is for Lindsay Whalen. Do you know who that is? She's a, a professional women's basketball player. She plays for the Minnesota Lynx. I've heard. And the she's name. going to. Uh, she played on the U the U S basketball team in the most recent uh, Summer Olympics, and she is going to. Did coach she go to UConn? The, uh, she probably did shit. I mean, actually, I, I think that she went to University of Minnesota. Um, but she is going to, yes, she went to the University of Minnesota. She's going to coach the Minnesota basketball team, female basketball team, while still playing for the Lynx, which is pretty cool. Wait. Oh, she's 35? I did not know yeah. this. So she's uh, she's going to coach, and she's How going to still playing. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea, but good for her i mean yeah that's hey all right that's cool <laughs> hey, i did not know that story hey, that's cool all right yeah pretty neat sorry i didn't know that that's fun good job Lindsay whalen working um, two jobs like most of america right she's got a she's got a fun game too like i i admittedly have not watched much at wnba but sometimes when the links make it to the finals which is just about every year i catch a few games and then when they played in the olympics i got to watch them quite a bit and she's uh turns out she's pretty good at basketball yeah well not my girl maya moore but she's mm, still pretty good not my girl skylar diggins um well pj we're we're finally here man it's gonna be a good weekend it's we just gotta get through it's a party it's a party it's a it's a party. I, it's a playoff party, party, party. I was about to say that uh, it's it's too bad that it's only Tuesday tomorrow, but it, it is Thursday. So ha <laughs> Fuck calendars. We uh, so we're only a few days away, but uh, as sad as it is that we can we can no longer watch fourteen teams that have been eliminated from playoff contention, we get to see the best teams play and fight oh, it out now. So I got one more shout out, Larry yeah. Larry Bird, Larry Marketing. Oh, good. Broke uh, Kurt Heinrich's rookie record for most three pointers in the bowl season, and also um, is the only is a uh, shit. Damn it, I lost it. Come I on. just had, took out the tab. He's the first Bulls rookie synth Elton Brand to average a double double. 
I think that's it. So let's say the shout outs. It's something like that. He did something that Elton Brand did last. <laughs> know that. I had it and I yeah. can't find the tweet now. I'm sorry, everyone. Well, Larry Bird's the shit. Last bull talk for the year. But that's okay. Um, well, thank you for everyone for listening. We'll uh, be sure to be coming out with episodes over the next couple weeks and leading through the NBA Finals. But we appreciate everyone oh, for listening. It was 1,000 points and 500 rebounds. I apologize. There you go. Shout we, out to uh, uh, Hit us up on. Uh, with questions, comments on email, pointforwardnba at gmail.com. Check us on Twitter, uh, at foolishkilla for PJ's handle, at the point forward for anything else because my <laughs> handle's I was relevant. like, he cannot shout out his own handle. No. <laughs> nah, nah, I did that for the first couple months, but y'all know I didn't do nothing on that. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Happy Friday, everyone. <laughs>